It's Friday the 8th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And, and look, I've been reading in the Manly Daily that there was a guy spotted at Clontarf in his Speedos eating dumplings in the rain. Can you tell me more, Shane? Well, my work my work lunch at Mateo got cancelled, Tim. So I was devastated. Mm. So I got onto menu log. I'll tell you what, I won't be using those blokes again. Um, I ordered dumplings two hours late. And I got on the, the automated chat with, the, with some girl... And I was asking where my dumplings were because I was very distraught, Tim. I was hungry. And, um, you yeah, know, it was raining and I'm at home alone. It was just, just a horrible day when your dump- dumplings don't arrive. And then I just kept saying to her, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and they gave me $10 rebate. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't, even, wouldn't cover the cost of four dumplings over this way. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Were they good? No, they were cold by the time they got here. <laughs> horrible. Oh, like a couple, yeah. Couple well, of bloody ball bearings by the time I ate them. Oh, there's a moral to that story. It is Friday. That means we'll be joined by Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker and Melbourne comedian Luca Muller is going to update us with all the AFL plus much, much more. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. First day of the Masters and Cameron Smith, he had a double bogey on the first, a double bogey on the last, still four under, uh, right up the top of that leaderboard, just one off the one off the lead, and Tiger Woods. What about him? One under shot. I can't believe Tiger Woods is playing, mate. What a superstar! Uh, and he's in the hunt. Tiger Woods, one under, uh, one under seventy one uh, on his return, wearing the pink fuchsia. Tim, I don't know how you and I would look in a shirt like that, but he looked pretty fit, and mm. he, he's obviously going. You have to use plenty of ice um, to get between rounds because walking. Uh, with the sort of preparation he's had, it hasn't been ideal. But uh, look, his golf swing looked good and he's, he's in the hunt. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I saw an interview. It's quite uh, interesting that you mentioned ice and the, the guy doing the interview with Tiger Woods said, so what to next between now and when you start? Because he's got an afternoon tea time on mm. day two. And he goes, there'll be plenty of ice. So he's, uh, <laughs> he, he's known for his rehabilitation and it's quite hard to believe that his last competitive round was – the last time he played in the Masters back in 2020. Remember that delayed Masters? Yeah. And then yep. he's had the smash, and there he is at one under. That is Tiger Woods. But coming up next, it is Brisbane comedian Shadwicker. It is Friday, and that means we're having a lot of fun with Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. A lot more fun than Newcastle had last night in the wet at home. Oh, mate, they were awful. Man, it's probably one of the worst games to see by them, especially when you're going, oh, should we uh, hopefully get the the big signing of Caelan Ponga? That made it look abysmal. The only shining light was, of course, he came back onto the field to score that try. But, geez, there's a lot of questions there, and my predictions for the year are looking pretty good as well. Mate, they are, mate. I'll tell you what, so does this – that loss last night, I think it really now puts a spotlight on Ponga. 
is he, is he closer to the Dolphins than ever? I, I wonder because you, you watch the press conference afterwards and they seem to brush it off and he personally even seemed to brush it off as well mm-hmm. um, as a non-issue. I think the, the my problem is, and I think it's a big question that everyone's kind of asking is, is this guy worth the money? I mean, you look at even though Manly won last night, Turbo is such an important part of that side, so he's worth the money. You can see it in the stats. But the stats don't match up for Ponga to be worth mm-hmm. that money to the Knights. I'd personally like to see him at the Dolphins because I think that he will be much like what Walker was and Latrell was under Wayne, where it's like your career gets revitalized and mm. you become what you're supposed to be. And I don't think he's going to get that mentorship at the Knights. He's so inconsistent. He really is. He's got so much talent, more ability in his fingertips than most players. But he, look, to me, he's just not living out that expectation in a consistent way. So all the talk and all the dribble about Kalen Ponga, I think sometimes is overblown. But what about the Bulldogs uh, talking about dribble? There seems to be problems <laughs> left, right and centre there. Of course, uh, one journalist came out and ripped Trent Barrett apart about how could you put Kyle Flanagan back in at a time when they're playing Penrith and then Phil Gould put his hand up out of COVID isolation and said, hey, it was my call. It was a captain's call. I put him in. Yeah, like t- to be fair, I don't really buy into the whole, oh, you're throwing him to the wolves. He has to play Penrith. What a dog act. Like, yeah, it's been annoying how they've been chopping and changing him and they didn't even have him train all season as one of their halves. I get that's confusing, but someone's got to play Penrith, mate. Like someone's got to put on the seven jersey. He's probably their most experienced half, ironically. Um, and, he's, and he's been doing great in reserve grade. So the whole, oh, he's not going to handle the pressure is ridiculous notion to me. What I find interesting though is if Trent Barrett really did have to go and ask Gould, the way Gould says yes. it, he came and asked me and I gave him permission then why is Trent Barrett even the coach? 100%. Like that seems so ridiculous of a setup to me that, you know, is that what's going on at the Tigers as well? Madge has to go to Sheens and ask who he gets to put into his side. That seems more alarming Mm. than any other issue around Flanagan. How hard, Shane, Shane, how hard would it be being a coach with Phil Gould above you? I mean, every time we've seen it, Ivan Cleary, Ricky Stewart, how hard would it be? You'd just, you'd feel like you're walking a tightrope. There'd probably be only one worse guy sitting above you, and that'd be Putin, I reckon. (laughs) 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 Then Gus Gould. It'd be a nightmare. And um, You just said, what was it like for Ricky Stewart? Well, he won a premiership. What was it like for... The Panthers. Well, they won a premiership. Oh yeah, three years. Three years after he'd left. Yeah, yeah but he rebuilt, doesn't he? Like, Shane, what do you think? Look, I, I, I think it'd be very, very hard. And I think um, Gus Gould is an egomaniac as well, right? So um, he, he's happy to come out of isolation with COVID. He said he was so sick and um, and put his hand up and say that was my call. It's just an e- he's ego driven. And I just think Trent Barrett, whilst he was a fantastic footballer. I just don't think he has the real inner belief as a coach yet to to make those calls. And and I can see him being subservient to, to Gus. And, and that reflects on the players within the team as well. They, they see that weakness in their coach and that, that's carried onto the field. Can I ask Shout you this? So- I'll, mm. I'll ask you this quick question. You've got some mm. great signings that are looking to – that are going to the Broncos next year, like most notably Reid Mahoney, like huge signing that's going to be heading there next year. But in the world that we live in now, players renege on contracts all the time. And if you're watching this disaster mm. take place at the Bulldogs, mm. what's how often do you think some of these players might not 
Oh, well, some, of the, some, of the, some of them are already signed. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Reed Marnie, you've got a kick out on a number of them. But I do need to talk to you about, because I, th- I, I think I saw this errant hand come in from outside when uh, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly were having a dust-up. Were you there? Were you, was that at one of your comedy gigs? <laughs> Mate, all I want to say is you don't step on a big man's white shoes, okay? Mm. You don't. <laughs> no <laughs> way. golden rule. <laughs> well, you, you talk about an unfair fight. You're talking about Penrith versus the Bulldogs. Well, this is an unfair fight. Look, Kelly, you had to punch him in his kneecaps. He looks so Little. I tell you what, there. The rest of the team was going to put him on their shoulders just so they could sort it out. What a mm. what an absolute <laughs> ridiculous story that's going on, and it looks like they're going to what two weeks on the sideline. Obviously, Kelly's already on the sideline. It yeah. doesn't matter. He's got a, a Liz Frank is the uh, story of what his injury is, which means I would I've seen that injury take out a lot of people in the NFL. So it'd be interesting to see how long he's going to take to come back. Mm. But I thought it was rhyming slang, Liz Frank. <laughs> I think it's like pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> they, um, the boys are going to be in a lot of trouble without Payne Haas, but what a strange situation to have the integrity unit looking into to suspend a guy for two weeks because him and his teammate at a social event had a little bit of an argument. Mm. I think it's kind of ridiculous that he's going to be suspended. And to add to it, he might not even be suspended till next week. So Haas at the moment is still named to play for the Broncos. Well, mate, one thing, the overriding thing here is Kevin Walters, Ben Ike, and everyone to do with the Broncos, Broncos don't need blokes fighting and missing any games. They play the Roosters tonight. I think the Roosters are going to smack them. And uh, look, Brisbane Broncos, um, they need to stop fighting and start playing some great football. Uh, that's my view. Well, I yep. mean, you know what they need to do? They need to have um, Haas stand there with his foot just sitting out there in the open when the opposition team runs out, they can all step on his boot, and then that way he'll finally have some aggression when he plays for the side on the weekend. Yeah, he'll take the HAs in the SAS, isn't he? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, go to the Shad Wicket playbook and look under white boots. Shad, well, it's going to be a good round of footy. We look forward to it. I, I do uh, fear for a lot of the coaches like you did in your early season predictions, um, but we'll – do it all again next week, eh? Mate, I want to revisit my coaching prediction. I want to change it to four coaches will be yeah. out of jobs by the end of this year, by round 21. How, how, how are the animal mascots going? They're looking pretty good, I reckon. Mate, animal mascots are looking great yep. at the moment. Yep. If you yep. look at the ladder, that's that's looking like a pretty sure bet, boys. Mm. I'm telling you right now, animals to win over non-animals when it comes to the NRL premiership. <laughs> Keep it going. We're having those filthy animals. All right, mate. Good to see you, buddy. See you, boys. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all the latest with Luca Muller, of course, one of Melbourne's best comedians. All right, it is time to talk to Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Luca, 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 your Melbourne demons all over Port Adelaide like a cheap suit. And Port Adelaide were absolutely woeful. Oh, it was awful to watch. I had a gig and then went and watched it. And I mean, happy to see the D's get up, but awful quality of footy from them. And yeah, you'd reckon Ken Hinckley's in a bit of hot water now, don't you reckon? Mate, I'll tell you what, I, I interviewed on Lunch with Lee uh, last week, uh, Kirk Pengilly. And he, he oh, yeah. wants his song back. Never tear us apart. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Port Adelaide, they, they, they are terrible, aren't they? <laughs> he wants his song back. Oh, that's gold. Oh, Give yeah. Bad, I, 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 don't, I don't know how they get it back together, though. I, I just uh, – what, what do you boys think? I have no idea because, yeah, no real changes in their list. Couple injuries, Charlie Dixon, and it looks like Ollie Wines is out after last night. But, I don't know, they've just fallen apart. This – 
it does happen to teams like because they've been right up there two prelims in a row and just they just get broken. I think you don't want to put yourself out there as much if you've had failure on a high stage like that, you know. So the, the good thing is in Port Adelaide, the supporters are really calm and, and sensible and uh, not, not aggressive. <laughs> so they, the, the players won't be copying much walking around Port Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, it'll be very kind and supportive and uh, not King Hitty at all, I bet. <laughs> oh, no, it'll be a bit like the UFC and Volkanovski. There's plenty going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big fights this weekend. Uh, Aussie, uh, Alex Volkanovski. I don't know if you've seen the photos of him. Obviously, he fights at 145 now, so about 65 kilos. Uh, but he used to weigh 110 kegs, and he was a semi pro rugby player in uh, South Coast, New South Wales. Mm. But he's dropped down, and he's sort of quietly worked his way up and become one of the best featherweights of all time, really. Um, and he's fighting Chan Sung Jun, the Korean zombie, best nickname in all of UFC, I yeah. reckon, this weekend. Um, and I think... It's it's the odds are pretty stacked for Volkanovski. You'd reckon he'd get a win, but Zombie, I mean, he's got that nickname for a reason. He can take a lot of punishment, you know. Jeez, Zombie, mate. Where, where, where is he from? Is he say, is he South Korea? Yeah, yeah, South Korea. Yeah, we don't have a lot of athletes out of North Korea at the moment. Um, <laughs> what, what? I'm sure there's a zombie joke in there somewhere. <laughs> we, might, we might let that go through to the keeper. Uh, what about Kamzak? Oh, yeah, I love this. The most exciting, sort of fiery, uh, big blue chip prospect in the UFC at the moment terrifying Russian guy. He burst onto the scene in 2020 with sort of three uh, very quick wins in about three months. And yeah, he's just gone straight to the top and he can talk. He's good on the mic. He's fun to watch. He's uh, fighting Gilbert Burns this weekend. So definitely his biggest challenge so far, but it's, rare that you get a guy like this who's had such a quick rise and he's already fighting at the very top of the division and yet we know so little about him like he's gotten four wins in about six total minutes of time in the octagon if he wins here especially if he does it quickly and looks good he's gonna go like you know stratosphere mcgregor levels type stuff i reckon i find it funny that russian sports men and women are being banned from all sports around the world except the UFC fighters. <laughs> you, can't tell them they can't, you can't tell them they can't fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck stopping him, I reckon. <laughs> it's either fight here or fight somewhere else. So. Mate, Liverpool versus Man City. This is a season-defining game. Yeah, this is a massive one. There's a few good games in the EPL this weekend, but all eyes will be on this. This is, you know, people debate whether or not the EPL should have final system, grand final, or if just the, the ladder like they have it is good, but this is as close as you get to like a grand final. This is Man City, top of the ladder. Liverpool, one point below them. They've beaten everyone else all year. It's pretty much comes down to whoever wins this is going to take the league, you'd reckon? AFLW grand final? Yeah, huge. Saturday. Um, it's massive. Crows versus Demons. So good to have uh, my Demons in that as well. Be pretty pretty sweet to get a men's and a women's cup within a few months. Um it's uh, everyone all week has been calling it a promoter's dream, which is true. This is the two best teams all year. The Crows tasted disappointment in the grand final last year, and the D's are playing in their first ever grand final. They both play very sort of quick, aggressive, uh, possession heavy, you know, exciting football, and it's star studded. You've got Daisy Pierce, who sort of brought women's footy into the limelight on her back, playing against Aaron Phillips, who's sort of the game's first, like, truly great player. Uh, that's on Saturday, Arvo. It's going to be a ripper game, I reckon. Now, passionate. Side, we know you're a mad D's person, but uh, prediction for the, the women's final? Oh, I'm nervous about it to be honest. The Crows are a very yeah. good team. Um, I reckon heart says D's, head says Crows. Yeah, it should be a cracker, gotcha. absolutely. Now, who would have thought, um, to wrap it up, that Carlton would be possibly yeah. 
top of the table with the Melbourne Demons after four rounds. Now, they've rebuilt nicely. We've seen that, but um, the Blues fans are daring to dream. They've got the Gold Coast this weekend. I think that they'll win that, and they'll end up on 16 points by the end of the weekend. Yeah, that's what I reckon as well. I mean, you know, Gold Coast will probably put up a fight. They're a, a solid team, but you'd think Carlton get the get the chockies there. And yeah, top of the ladder. And then Port Adelaide comes here to play Carlton at the G next week. So they mm. could get the win and then maybe five in a row and put the final nail in Port's coffin. Things are off to a bloody great start for the Blues. Yeah, big win. Big win on the Gold Coast from Carlton. They need to stay away from the nightlife up there because they're, they're, they're on a roll. How's it go? The good old mighty blues. Um, yeah, all stay right. off Cavalab for sure. That's what yeah. I <laughs> Well, they say nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah. Uh, Luca, always good to chat. We'll do it again next week, eh? Thanks, heaps, boys. Talk to you then. Bye, Luca. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today, of course, to Shad Wicker and Luca Muller and our sponsor, Shane. Our sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back, Tim. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back Monday morning with your daily dose of sport. Have a nice weekend, Dan.